What's up, YouTube nights? Welcome to Lords of the Lombox presents the cover price top 10. I hope you guys are all having a fantastic Tuesday. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. And while you guys are congregating, we got a special request from my man JLS Comics. He wants a barbecue boss. So you know what? I found it. And Jesse, you get nice. barbecue boss. <laughs> I'm a boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Scratch Bastard using the Rain 12s on a Serato mixer. Shout out to JLS Comics who uh, had a request for Barbecue Boss. First time we played it on there. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. I'm glad you guys are congregating. There are 69 of you now mm -hmm. in there. Hey, shout out to Rudy. Uh, your boy came up to us at WonderCon and uh, said, uh, told me to say a message for you. So uh, hopefully you got the message. It wasn't anything awful. So hopefully he <laughs> recorded me saying something to you. So, uh, you know, hopefully you share that with you. I forgot his name, though, but he said that uh, I think he was your cousin or your uncle or your buddies or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a blur, man. It's been a blur. Uh, once again, this is the Cover Price Top 10. About to your friends on CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. Go over to CoverPrice.com. Sign up for a two-week free trial or $6.99 a month for all your collection needs. 
Also, from our friends at Key Collectibles, Facebook.com, Instagram.com, forward slash Key Collectibles. I just got about 17 slabs back that Key Collectibles pressed for me, and I submitted, and I got a pretty darn quick turnaround time. So, uh, I'll probably do a video tomorrow. Um, don't want to commingle and do it on today's show. Uh, show is oh. also sponsored by our friends at Karis Comics. Use discount code of LOTLB to save 10% off any Karis Comics exclusives. Tomorrow at a special time, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Twig number uh-huh. one by Chrissy Zulo exclusive variant drops. Um, if you've been watching our show, you know that Twig has been a hot book, as I've got to call him the Teletubby on basalts. So, um, <laughs> check out Karis Comics tomorrow for the set. This is, I believe, the Virgin, and then they have the regular. Um, yeah. I think the sets go for $50. Use a discount called LOTLB to get you some Twig. That's cool. All right. So once again, boys and girls, this is the cover price top 10, where we look at the uh, top 10 uh, best-selling books in terms of price and percentage of growth. And as always, there's one that doesn't quite crack the top 10, what we like to call runner-up. What do we have for the runner-up this week? Yeah, this one's an odd one. We got Spider-Man number one, of course, Todd McFarlane. This is the regular cover from 1990. This stunning and iconic cover, of course, by McFarlane will always keep this book relevant. And with a print run of one million for the good regular edition, this book is bound to pop up regularly. And for the good reason, such large print runs suggest that they're relatively bountiful with our consistent cover homages for this cover. The population trends the return to the original, though, with a relatively low entry point of raw and graded copies and an iconic cover with some of the most adding nostalgia we've seen. We've definitely tracked a lot of copies last week. Had 18 copies sold, seven-day uptrend of 145%, and had a high sale of $291.75 for a CGC 9.8 regular cover. Cool. Yeah, this is one of those ones where it's kind of a staple that everybody should have in their oh, collection, yeah. especially if you're a 90s uh, collector, right? When this came out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, so, you know, Todd McFarlane had taken over ASM, uh, right, what, 298, and became so popular that they gave him his own uh, Spider-Man series. And uh, the art on the, the covers on these are very iconic. Uh, lots of uh, Todd uh, homaging himself to this very day, especially this pose. And I would say ASM 300 and 301 are probably some of the most homaged covers ever in comic Dumbo. So at the runner up this week is Spider-Man number one from 1990. Let's get right to it. What do we got for number 10? Yeah. First of this week, Batman beyond the white Knight Number one, this is the black and white. Thank you. Uh, variant. This was only allowed one per store. And this issue introduces several new appearances that could turn into future key bat roles, as noted last week. However, it's currently trending due to a cameo appearance of Red Hood's sidekick, a new Robin. DC sent out one of their rare one-per-store exclusives for this title, which skyrocketed in value last week with 22 copies tracked. It had a seven-day uptick of 120%. And it had a high sale of 360 bucks. Forget this, a raw copy. Those raws keep selling high, man. Wow, $360 for I meant, uh, so this was on our top 10 last week, right? And uh, I don't even think we knew there was a thank you one per, one oh, per oh. store variant. Uh, I don't know if anybody's got it, but hey, if you got one, 
show us proof of life on Instagram and you get a Marvel No Prize sent to you. Um, you know, where's King of the Golden State? Uh, who else? <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, but one per store. Wow. I wonder how many people got that. So, um, you know, a lot of times uh, LCSs, you know, the shadier ones, they will hold the one per store themselves and flip it online. Where my shop, you know, they'll, you know, sell it. You know, they'll put a tag on it and they'll sell it. So, mm-hmm. um, but there, there was a go. store in my area that would mark up the cover B DC uh, books. Really? So you know how oh, they wow. come out with the A and Bs? Yeah, they would mark up the cover Bs. <clears throat> and it's the exact same price, too, for, yep. for them both. Man, that sucks. I know. All right, so number 10 on the list, Batman Beyond the White Knight, number one, the black and white thank you, one per store variant. Well, you're welcome. All right, what do we got for number nine? Uh, we got another new release book here. We got uh, Spider-Punk number one, the Mike Del Mundo, the one in 25 ratio variant, of course, from Marvel Comics. So this issue marks the first solo series of Hobart Hobie Brown, the hardcore rocker variant for Spider-Punk, debuting in Amazing Spider-Man number 10. Spider-Punk has become one of the most popular Spider-Man variants to come out of the Spider-Verse. His popularity has earned him his first solo series, which also debuted some different variants, such as uh, Craven the Hunter, Taskmaster, and Riri Williams as a riot heart. Uh, Mike Delamunda delivers some of his best work on this cover that matches the aesthetics of Spider-Punk's persona. Uh, we tracked 39 copies last week, had a seven-day uptrend of 88%, had a high sale of $55 for a raw copy, and the current fair market value is at $35.12 for this book. Um, Justin and I can personally attest that we were looking for Spider-Punk's first appearance on WonderCon, and it mm-hmm. was nowhere to be found. Same with wow. uh, Sp- Spider-Man India, and uh, I know somebody who's quite giddy that the, this book is on this list. Um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Uh, cool, but, you cool know, kind of character. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's uh, rumors are that uh, Spider Punk will be into the uh, into the multiverse or into the Spider Verse animated sequel. Uh, so uh, you know, that's why Spider Man India has gotten this crazy bump, uh, and you know, I expect Spider Punk to be the same way. When I expect full on, perhaps in another trailer, but uh, we shall see. So number nine is Spider Punk number one, the Mike Del Mundo one in twenty five variant. But what do we have for number eight? Well, let's follow it up with another Spider-Punk, number one. This is the uh, Takashi Okazaki, number uh, one in 50. So this is uh, this artist made his entrance in Marvel back in 2020 with his first one in 50 cover. It was a Werewolf by Night, number one. It was an explosive debut, and Okazaki has done it once again with his spider punk number one one in 50. the bold lines the vibrant colors scream spider punk the current market agrees and it tracked five uh, 45 copies sold this week it had a seven day uptick of 117 percent and it had a high raw sale copy of 158 bucks it's a pretty sweet yes, cover. So, I like it a lot. Yeah, to answer somebody's question, no, this is not the first appearance. I believe the first appearance is Amazing Spider-Man number ten, volume three. Um, I think it's. Some... I think it's uh, Superior Spider-Man. No, it's yeah, part it, of the Spider-Verse. The whole yeah, yeah. It's, ama- it's, it's amazing. amazing yeah, Amazing Spider-Man number ten, volume three. Oh, okay. It's the one cover where you have he has like the uh, spider. Uh, oh right, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, but there I are some exactly variants for it as well. But <clears throat> there's um, like a connecting cover for it, right? Yeah, yep. 
Uh, yeah, so, but that one is almost damn near impossible to find. Amazing Spider-Man Volume 3, number 10. But you know what? Uh, next best. I do believe this is his first solo series, though. I don't think Spider-Punk has ever had a solo ongoing series, at least titled Spider-Punk. So, no. you know, it has that going for it. Yeah, Amazing, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 3, number 10 is the first appearance of um, Spider-Punk or Hobart Brown, or just call him Hobie. Nobody wants to be called Hobart. <laughs> All right, number eight, Spider-Punk. Number one, the Takashi Okazaki, one in 50 variant. What do we got for number seven? Well, we got ourselves a Moon Knight book here on the list. So Moon Knight number one, this is from uh, 1980. So the highly anticipated Moon Knight Disney Plus series is finally here with two episodes in and episode three is just hours away. Unlike any other piece of Marvel content, this series offers the audience an intriguing and unpredictable new addition to the MCU. Interest in this first issue has been spiking Last week, it spiked to sell 49 copies, had a seven-day uptrend of 105%, and a high sale of $800 for CGC 9.8. Nice. Get those premiere issues. All those Moon Knight issues are going hot. Um, Yeah, even the plat run is getting super expensive now, and I have that a complete run. I wish they were slabbable. Maybe. Uh, Although uh, Moon Knight, this issue, I have as part of my CGC submissions that I just got back. So uh, tune in uh, tomorrow, maybe, to see uh, what grade I got. Um, We don't I don't know what they are. You'll find out with me. Or maybe not. Ooh. We shall see. All right, so number seven on the list is Moon Knight number one from 1980. Uh, see, he has a little Frenchie on the cover there. Frenchie was in his cell phone contacts, if you didn't pay attention. Uh, and uh, What's interesting to me is the, the reflection of the QR code takes you to a Tomb of Dracula number 10. So, hmm, I wonder why. So... If we have number seven as Moon Knight number one, it can only show this book can only be at number six. And I'm Read quite frankly surprised right? it's on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... It- I mean, I just sold a bunch of copies. So, Werewolf by Night 32 uh, from Disney Plus effectively boosted this character's popularity as we approach the third episode and subsequently the halfway point of the series. Prior to Moon Knight's debut, Kevin Feige mentioned that Moon Knight was destined for a larger role in the MCU, expanding his mythos into a larger scope of the cinematic world. According to the CGC census, there are only 89.6 graded copies of this book, making it a highly desirable and hard to find issue. We tracked 19 copies sold this week, and it had a seven day trend of 365% with a high sale of $19,200 for a CGC 9.6. 19 copies wow you know you know what people saw the movie saw the show they downloaded the uh you know the curry code or whatever you call it and qr code qr code and uh they read the book and they wanted the real copy i mean that's um i mean when you see do you remember when that marvel spotlight uh five sold at an auction for like Mm -hmm. uh two hundred sixty five thousand dollars yeah and they awesome. haven't even Ghost Rider hasn't even appeared yet. Uh, that's mind-boggling to me. But uh, yeah, I mean, so far, uh, people are digging Werewolf by Night. So um, you know, um, I was t- excuse me, uh, people are digging uh, Moon Knight. Uh, I was told by our friend Mikey Sutton, who's who uh, Disney gave him all four episodes, and he said episode. Uh, he goes uh, episode three is, has an Indiana Jones vibe to it, and he said episode four has arguably one of the best fights ever in the MCU. Um, and then uh, other people, wow. like critics who have seen all six episodes, saying episode five and six are the best uh, of it. So uh, they said, you know, it kind of, 
you know, five and six Gradually are really kind of action packed. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and speaking of halfway point through the show, let's hear from our sponsor, My Slabs. Are you tired of paying ten or fifteen percent more for selling your slabs and raw comics? Check out our friends at My Slabs. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. Yeah, eBay is definitely twenty percent or more. When oh, I, yeah, I remember sure. when I sold something on there, but yeah, um, I'm gonna do. Uh, as soon as I show off some of these slabs that I have that I back from my collection, uh, I will put them up on my slabs. I promise. So finally, gonna put some stuff. I've been waiting for this to come back. So, number six on the list is Werewolf by Night, number thirty-two from nineteen seventy-five. Nine point six for a cool nineteen thousand two hundred and twenty dollars. Not bad at all. What do we got for number five? Well, this is an interesting book for this week. So we got DC Comics' Brightest Day, number four, from June of 2010. So last week it was announced by Variety that HBO Max is going to be developing a Aqualad original story, You Brought Me to the Ocean, by Charlize Theron. She's going to be producing it. So this issue features the first appearance of Jackson Hyde, while Jackson's first actual appearance is in this issue. He first appears as Aqualad on the cover of Brightest Day, number 10. He is later... Uh, not re- he's not introduced until as a Teen Titan several years later in Teen Titans number six with altered powers, a complete redesign and a younger appearance basically to match the animated version of Young Justice, as well as a new origin. He doesn't actually become Aqualad until Teen Titans number 10, 2016's version. However, The Brightest Day number four sold 34 copies last week for his first appearance and a seven day uptrend of 269% and on how raw high sale of forty dollars yeah this this news kind of went under the radar i put the i linked the to the variety article uh that hbo max is going to be doing an aqualad story um Mm -hmm. by charlie's theron wow i mean i this totally kind of fell under the radar i mean you know you know let me see when this article came out this article came out uh april 8th wow uh, and uh, but you know what you know collectors are like uh, hopefully that'll happen so we shall see man but you know Charlize Theron uh, as a director for uh, an Aqualad series huh? I love that should it. be interesting he's yeah. got a cool storyline if they do it the way they did it um, I don't know if they did it in the comic books this way but he ended up being spoiler alert um, Black Manta's son so that was a yeah you're cool talking about reveal. the Young Justice animated yeah, series the right? version, yeah, yeah that version that, yeah. yeah yeah that one's pretty good yeah I don't so know five in the list the comics. number five in the list Brightest Day number four who would have thunk a Brightest Day book would have been her by the way I'm not a DC guy but the the Brightest Day Darkest Night storylines from uh, DC during this era was a great read oh uh, it's person. it's yeah. the it's the DC zombies yeah but you know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's back then. DC used to have like fly, flash crossovers, Green Lantern crossovers, and you just don't see that anymore. They just stuck in with Batman and Superman. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like 
the Dark Knight laughs or the, the, the Batman who laughs or whomever laughs or Joker laughs. It's like, you know, you guys have other characters, man. Take full advantage of them. Make full use of them, man. So, all right. So number five on the list is The Brightest Day, number four from 2010. Could we have back-to-back DC books? Wow. Batman Beyond the White Knight, number one. This is the original. This is the regular cover. Uh, cameo appearance of a new Robin and Red Hood's sidekick was still one of the hottest books of the week with 119 copies, which is actually down from last week's 268 copies uh, sold. And it had a seven-day trend of 88%, and it had a high sale of $25 for a raw copy. Um, but the fair market value for raws right now is around 18 bucks. so don't get carried away. Yeah, when are we gonna get the the any trailer, a damn flash trailer, man? Um, oh man, who knows? Mm-hmm. So the much. next big actual like Hollywood thing is CinemaCon, uh, which uh, sometimes show trailers, but sometimes the attendees actually get to see full blown versions. And I was I read somewhere that they're gonna actually be sh- um, uh, showing Top Gun at CinemaCon. Uh, I'm looking forward but, to that movie. Yeah, uh, and then Jim Campia said that he thought. That it would, they may show Doctor Strange into Universal of Madness, but then the, uh, a representative from Disney reached out to him and said, "No, we're not doing it because it's too close to uh, the premiere." And you know, everybody and their mom, their brothers, their uncles can go to CinemaCon and see it. And Marvel's worried about too many leaks, but they did tell him that Into the Multiverse of Madness will have more surprises than No Way Home and Endgame combined. Um, so yeah, a little worried that it's only two hours long, but that's a lot of story to <laughs> take fit your in, notebook right? and write exactly, it down, man, man, don't, yeah, don't drink anything before you see the movie. Just <laughs> you can, in a two hour movie that's full of pack full of stuff. Yo, just, uh, just don't drink any soda. If you go, just, just hold it. Uh, it's, it's like one of those things when I went to see, uh, Endgame, it was so long. I was like, you know what? I ain't drinking no soda or anything before this movie. I'm sitting through the entire damn thing because I don't want to miss anything. So, all right, Batman Beyond, The White Knight, number one. Uh, conversely, um, uh, Morbius, you can pee at any time. Uh, just get up, go walk around, and just come back. Uh, you know, same with Ambulance. I saw Ambulance, and after seeing that movie, I needed an Ambulance because there was so much shaky cam in it. I oh, felt nauseous in man, my seat. It, it was, yeah. it's Michael Bay at his worst and possibly his best. If that makes sense. Um, it's, it's yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in it and they kind of, they're bank robbers and they end up in ambulance. And then, uh, you know, and I was like, after that I had to go, I went and had to get my Jake Gyllenhaal fix. So I went to see end of watch, which is a great movie, great movie. Uh, by David yeah, Ayer. If I you like ever that. see end of watch with, uh, it, Man, with, what uh, with Michael fuck. Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal, it is a great intense film. ending, great movie, intense, all, yeah. all over around, all yeah. around. Great movie. David Ayer at his best when he's doing like gritty street level crap, you know, um, but they did it. So like document, like, personal shot i don't know it was cool man it was really yeah cool. it was like half like f- cell phone f- almost yeah. like a blair witch project but not as bad uh, right, or shaky right. you know yeah but it's a great story we haven't seen end of watch with uh with uh, jake gyllenhaal and michael pena number four on the list is batman beyond the white knight number one what do we got for number trey well we're going back to marvel so strange academy number 16 uh this issue features the first full appearance of howie a uh werewolf like character which tie with possible ties to werewolf by night note that he does appear in multiple panels in strange academy number 10 which would lead the debate of whether 16 is actually his first appearance but for now fans are chasing this issue last week there was on the runner-up it sell 11 copies this week it didn't hit the top 10 with 53 copies seven day uptrend of 228 percent had a high raw sale of 20 dollars 
Awesome. Mm. From runner-up to number three. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad to see Strange Academy getting some love, man. I've been pulling every issue, so I really have a feeling this is going to be eventually on Disney+. Plus. It fits the perfect demographic oh, of like Harry be. Potter yep. and sorcery. I mean, you know, maybe not on the big screen, but as a Disney no, Plus series. a show. It's got to be a show. Yeah. You know, it would fit that perfect demographic for like Harry Potter, you know, type things, you know, um, you know. If you're into that kind of stuff, right? I am. All yeah. right, number three on the list is Strange Academy, number 16, number three. You know what? Somebody asked about this book, I swear to God, either on the Shaker Show or on, like, uh, the Letters of the Long Box, because I was talking about, you know, anything, any adaptations that were done that was that was never a movie first, that was that, and they just made a comic out of it, is hot right now, and sure enough, what do we got for number two? Take it back to 1979. This is Battlestar Galactica, number one. Battlestar Galactica returns to the top 10 this week. If you recall, a new show was announced back in October. However, a couple weeks ago, it was reported that this reboot showrunner moved on to another project. While not dead, it does not mean it will be significantly pushed back. Uh, Despite this delay, several online sources touted this as a book to pick up ASAP, which sent buyers running out to grab a copy. We tracked 86 copies this week, and it had a seven-day uptrend of 142%, and it had a high sale of almost 300 bucks, $295 for a CGC 9.8. This is truly a sign of the times. Uh, when the Galactica sci-fi series came out, nobody cared about the comics, right? Nobody right. really cared, uh-huh. right? But like to me, I grew up on the OG Battlestar Galactica, just like Buck Rogers in the 25th century, like mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, what was his name, Starbuck. Starbuck, yeah, yeah, and the, and the little fighters that they had they used to shoot out, man. That to me. In 1979 or 78, 79, when a TV show came on, t- when it came on TV, I mean, the I Cylons mean, were awesome. They're like yeah, metal the Cylons were troopers. Dope. I mean, yeah, it was kind of like very Star Wars. Yeah, and that was our Star Wars fix because only you know Star Wars is only on in the theaters at the time, and this yeah. was our kind of weekly little thing that we got for Battlestar Galactica, man. And I and I dug the uniforms they had, the blasters and the ships and everything, and then uh, it kind the show kind of sucked when they ended up on on Earth. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert! <laughs> but I remember there was a, the whole line of toys too were pretty cool. Um, that because that ship on there that's the Cylon ship, and then the the other one is like they're almost triangular shaped uh, ship. Somebody in the live chat uh, say uh, what the name of the fighters are that the humans use, not the Cylon ships, but the other ones. They were pretty badass ships uh, too, and they had a lot of dog fights that they did. You know, for the budget they had, it wasn't bad. Uh, me. I never watched the new Galactica that was on Sci-Fi because you know I wanted my salons with like the robotic voice. It was a good and, show. I liked it. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, it was different. Yeah, I don't know how well it would play now because you know back then we were impressed in the early, late late seventies oh. as we were kids. But yeah, uh, number two on the list, Battlestar Galactica. Number one, what do we have for numero uno? Oh, Amazing Spider-Man number ninety-three. We're back with those webhead variants from Patrick Gleason. So, of course, Ben Riley. spoiler alert, the clone of Peter Parker embarks on his new persona as the villain, uh, Chasm. This role has many fans divided, but uh, out of all these variants, Patrick Gleason's one is the one that stands out. Of course, it's the good old Webhead. We tracked 123 copies sold last week, a seven-day uptrend of 104%, and had a high sale of $21 for a raw copy. Wow. People love the Gleason variants. Yeah, Thank you do. in the live chat. Our live chats are the best. The, their ships were called Vipers. 
Um, and uh, somebody was else was talking about the hot chick in the, in the tight suit. Um, I would say the hottest girl on TV during that time was Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Deering from Buck Rogers. Uh, I, I disagree. It was well, in what's, a what's her name show. from Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah, Linda Carter. Too. Linda but, Carter, uh, yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Deering, I think her name was Aaron Gray or something. Yo, no, she was she, definitely fine. Yeah, uh, definitely Buck. <laughs> eight year olds <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, all right, all right. So, Amazing Spider Man number th- uh, 93, the Patrick Gleason Webhead variant. Hey, he's killing it with these uh, variants. These are very so, awesome. There you go, boys and girls. I hope you guys had fun with the list. Hey, after our show, go check out our friends at Nearing Nirvana. They started at 6 30 p.m. for a continue back to back. Uh, also, uh, if you uh, Join us Tuesdays. I think Moonlit Comics goes on before us. Then you watch Lords. Then right after us, Nearing Nirvana. So we're sandwiched I mean, by two great uh, women. And uh, you get back-to-back, back-to-back comic shows, which seems to be every day of the week nowadays anyway. Back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Give me more. Dark Side Jedi, any last words? Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, everyone. Um, a lot of great numbers out there. Keep getting in those boxes, and uh, we'll see you on Thursday. I do believe the term is keep digging in those long boxes, but I could see Getting that in them, digging in them, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was <laughs> Justin, any last words? Uh, yeah, great show today. Uh, make sure you check out the latest episode of the Comic-Con podcast. The last week we had our boy Gabe, who is usually here on Thursdays. We talked all about WonderCon, and you'll know all about the uh, escortation out of WonderCon. And uh, we dropped a Morbius review as well this week. So go check that out on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. What's your CGC grade on Morbius? You got to listen to the show, man. Ah, okay. I was just trying to get it out of you. I'll tell you what mine is. Uh, maybe not. You know, I I should I'll grade. You should it, do I'll a review. review. You haven't done reviews in a while. I'll give it a grading scale out of McRibs. That's what I give it. One McRib. <laughs> One McRib out of <laughs> out of out of four is what I give it. So, uh, we will see you guys uh, Thursday for the comic book shakers of the week. Uh, I would try to drop my uh, CDC uh, unboxing video tomorrow. It'll be pre-recorded, so you know I won't go live. I'll just pop it in there. So, uh, till next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace, Peace. out.
serious. Is this? You shall know that the Lord is up to you. Um, What's in the box?